If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Champ TV Live Nation's Friday last show of the 2022 campaign. Fitting after Florida State gets it done, turns the tables on what has been a long run of futility, gets to 10 wins, and now we look forward, very forward, to the upcoming 2023 season and year ahead as we, uh, as we know now. The uh, scrutiny grows and the expectations change. It's only possible if you win some games. It's a good thing. Good to be with you. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well. Happy holidays. Happy New Year in advance. All that good stuff. Mom will join us this hour, Tom. We're going to have her picks at the bottom of the hour. We'll get in there. Any idea where the standings are at? I'm still beating her ass. I, I got to double check on the number. It's still pretty lopsided here as we go. I think it's either I'm up by uh, eight, nine, ten, something like that. So it's 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 a good. The mattress side continues. It's a <laughs> it's a solid solid uh, victory. I'm 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 excited by uh, the rebounded effort uh, from yours truly here. And so we'll see. I know we both had uh, uh, I think almost the exact same picks the week before where we were not on the air, I believe is how that works. So I, I double check what that was, but uh, either way uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little tired. I'd call my grandmother. My grandmother's 96 years old. I, I bring this up a lot. Sharp as attack, still drive, still doing for herself, still happy, but she is an Oklahoma graduate. She's an OU graduate. And she called me before the game She's such a respectful, classy woman. She said, "Hun, I, I just hope you and the boys see a great game tonight. I hope it's a great game. Obviously, I went to Oklahoma, so normally I root for you guys, but uh, she was hesitant to tell me that she might be pulling slightly for her alma mater. I'm like, it's okay. 
It's okay, Grandma. You can root for Oklahoma. You went there. You did. It's all right. Root for OU. And then she says, I just want it to be a great game, and maybe maybe in the end, what, Oklahoma wins, Grandma? Well, maybe. I just I think I hope it's a great game. So Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She's 96 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means that she would have been the class in the 40s. She would have been yeah. OU graduate in the 1940s. Mm. Good God. That Impressive. Unbelievable. So she has seen, uh, more often than not, unfortunately for us, Oklahoma, of course, beat Florida State. And she has seen uh, runs of dominance in their illustrious history that uh, are well documented. And, uh, yeah. So, but it was nice. It was funny. She was, she was like, but you know what, by the way, 96 year old sharpest attack grandma, Marco Polo'd her great grandsons to say, congratulations to FSU. I know you guys were excited. That was a great game. And she stayed up for the whole thing. So she would have been in her thirties when we beat them in the sixties with Bolitnikov. The, the one time previous <laughs> yeah. to last night. Blitnikov went off for nearly 200 uh, yards that yeah, game. Yeah. But she would have been in her 30s. She would have been close to my age when we, <laughs> be- <laughs> when we beat them the only other time in the series history. That is just remarkable. Yeah. No, it's cool, man. I will say this. I mean, I love, I'm very, very close to her. Very, very, very close to her. I love her dearly. And she sometimes watches the show. So she might be watching on her computer right now. Hello, Grandma. Uh, and, and I would just bring this up that, well, her and my granddad, he's been deceased for a very long time now. He also went to Oklahoma. I talk about the ties in my family. We have a family farm out there and all this. I, when I was growing up as a little, little kid, man, going over to my granddad's house for Oklahoma, Texas. Oh, I mean, that was a sight for a young kid. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, he had the gear on. I mean, he hated Texas. Uh, it was hilarious. I mean, he would get loose starting early in the day. It was time to get it on. I mean, it was like, and he, he would smoke. My granddad smoked like a pack and a half a day. Now he's a mountain. He was like a 6'3 guy with a buzz cut, served in two. I mean, he, he's a badass. Army, whole thing. Had crazy jobs his whole life. Like, owned a newspaper in Oklahoma, uh, then worked on an oil field, then moved to Atlanta and sold real estate, then sold yachts in Miami in the 60s. And then, I mean, he had a life. Like, friends with, it's like, you would go through pictures in the drawer and be like, Granddad, is this you with Sammy Davis? Ju-? Yeah, me and Sammy were close. It was good times. He used to come down to Miami with Frank Sinatra. I'd see, I mean, that kind of guy. Funny dude. Bill Brasky. Uh, he, he was that guy. And he would sit and he'd bourbon cigarettes. And he would never. Here's the funny thing. He's lighting a cigarette. For, uh, Oklahoma, Texas. He's lighting up a cigarette. 11 a.m., pouring a drink. Here we go. We got to beat those bastards today. Call me Bud. <laughs> it was the best. Perhaps that is the birth of the Cat Five Maintain. Is in your little child mind, you thought, you know, Granddad's got to calm down a little bit. Here. No, no. But he, the funny, the cool part about him—he's a great storyteller. He had a lot of cool stories. He uh, <laughs> saw some amazing things in his life. He, but he had, you know, again, you start, own, sell, eventually your own newspaper in Oklahoma. It's pretty cool. So he he would he would tell you these stories and you'd watch and you'd think, I think that's Granddad's sixth bourbon. It's two in the afternoon and I can't tell the difference. He's fine. He's just right here with you. You ever next time my dad's in town, ask him about my granddad. Get him some bourbon. No, ask him about my granddad because he knew my granddad when my granddad was in his thirties and forties. 
So he saw the young, the version of my granddad that's your age and my age. So he knew that man. He knew who he was and what he was about. And he talked about how intimidating he was, how nervous he'd get having to go ask my mom out for a date, talk to him. And then when my dad went into the army, granddad was like, I'm taking you down. We're, we're going to go have a drink together before you leave and turned into a lot of them and all of that. <laughs> but that's the Oklahoma tie that I bring up. I bring it back to sports, bring it back to the game here for a second. Those are the Oklahoma ties and the Native American ties. And it's all on that side, that, you know, that side of the family. And fun, fun people still are. Grandma, if you're watching, you know I love you. That was a great game last night. Suck at Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I can picture her having uh, watched that, and uh, she is really that kind of classy. She would have just been like, well, I'm happy for Jeffrey and the kids. That's great. And gone to bed. <laughs> just been like, all right, that was a good game. She was worried. She said, I don't know if we're enough competition for you this year. We haven't been very good. She watches every Oklahoma game. I hope I'm 96 and you or anybody else can talk to me and I'm able to accurately assess the kind of season Florida State's had in a given year where if you call me, I go, you know, Tom, we really are struggling at the tackle position. We really, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to, to do that. She still can. She strikes me. I've only met her, I think, one time she was at the old studios. Your mom and your grandmother came by just to say hello and see the studio. But she strikes me as somebody who watches a football game. When something happens, she goes, oh, no, those poor young men. I feel terrible yeah, My mom's at that stage now, too, where she'll be like, um, you know, she'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm so sad. Like, even if like if the Bucks beat somebody and she's rooting for the Bucks, if the other team played well and they're pros getting paid millions of dollars, she'll be like, oh, they played so hard. I hate it for them. I'm like, screw them, Mom. No, don't feel bad for that dude. He's going to be all right. He'll go home and think about the loss tonight in his mansion. You know, he'll be he'll be okay. No, that's a, I know. I don't it know where you thought like, I was well, going. I I didn't know. I didn't know. No, yeah, he'll he'll go he'll go uh, cry it off when, at when his I heard, uh, they'll, they'll, he'll go home and and then you changed course. I was like, "Ooh, what was he going to say?" Well, he'll go home and chill at his pinch of pity hot tub Ooh. and have himself a, a cold one and think about how they're going to get better next week. <laughs> it's time for Top Talk, brought to you by Pinch-A-Penny Pools and Spas. Buy yourself the hot tub you've always wanted at the price you've always wanted from Pinch-A-Penny on Greer Street. Now, it's live to the top. I'm glad we got that win. You know, I told you before the game that it would not change the course that Florida State was on. That the season in its entirety before the exhibition game last night, had already shaped what we would think about Florida State's potential going into next year, what our expectations would be, and that would not change whether we won or lost this particular game. But again, wins and losses happen for a reason. They elicit emotions. When you're in the stands and you're at that game and you desperately want it for a lot of the kids of a very likable team, and the game is on the line, is in the balance, you suddenly remove yourself from those bouts of uh, logic and reason and even-handed discussion, <laughs> fair-minded talk, and thrust yourself into the realm of overreaction and uh, extreme emotional 
uh, you know, moments of recoil and celebration. And uh, even though I'm pretty calm watching Florida State football these days, good or bad, for the most part, um, even down a couple scores, I turned to Bryce. I'm like, we're all right. We're all right. Can't let it get to be three scores, but we're going to be okay. Well, the key of that hold was that it's about a 14-point swing. In the, in the second quarter, you get to the break at 17 11. And oh, you it feels feel really like, good. Yeah, you should be down 14 or more. Oh, I thought Oklahoma probably walked off the field frustrated. Yeah. Because even though they were substantial underdogs, they had the better of it in the first half, and they're only up six. And they know Florida State's going to put points on the board because Florida State put, has put points on the board ever since the end of the three game losing streak. They have lit up the scoreboard against everybody. And Oklahoma's defense hasn't gotten a ton of stops against the, the better teams they've faced. So he has to know that's not enough. That's not going to be enough. That's frustrating. And then Florida State really started throwing the ball exceptionally well, and Jordan Travis lit him up. Um, they were able to, and Norbell does a great job of creating mismatches and finding the, and Jordan's getting better at, obviously, pre-snap, understanding where the, where the one-on-one is that you want to exploit, where the mismatch is. And I thought on numerous occasions, uh, where they got Johnny Wilson lined up and how they were able to get him in one-on-ones, either against a corner or a safety. That last one's on a safety. That can't happen if you're Oklahoma. You can't have a an under-six-foot safety trying to run. Now, to his credit, he ran with Johnny, but he got manhandled, yeah. and that's going to happen. Johnny had to do the one-handed yeah, and stop get off the me ball bitch moment too. and then secure with the other hand. I mean, that, mm. that was a difficult catch. Oh, it's a very difficult catch. The truth about Johnny Wilson, if we're assessing him now, is obviously Florida State's better, than, better with him than without him, without question, but that dude will drop the easiest catch on the field. He will make some of the more difficult catches in extreme circumstances. He did it during the regular season. I know Norvell brought it up after the game last night. You know, tough third-down catches that you got to have either underthrown or overthrown balls, and he makes those plays. God help you if he's running free down the middle of the field for a walk-in touchdown because he's damn sure going to drop that one. And you know, a little, that, as, uh, He's like Mike Evans light in that way. It's a little frustrating, but, you know, as they say, you take the good with the bad. If the upside is huge, you, you got to do that. But it is infinitely frustrating to watch guys drop passes that children catch. So it, it, they're extremes. What was interesting about last night to me was I am, like you, a lot more level-headed about an exhibition game. And, you know, whether you're on a a board or Mm -hmm. or the chat during the show, I mean, I'm seeing some of these takes on how basically now we suck. Like, we were never good to begin with. We're frauds. Oh, those are the takes? Well, and and that's going to happen. That, you know, that's the nature of that type of... yeah, And dumbassery that goes with it? Yes. And also social media and things like that. Mm -hmm. It it tends to uh, stoke those fires. But what I will say, with all of those crazy retorts, it did rise above the threshold of, okay, this is just an exhibition game in terms of the concern level I had, because the trends that we saw last night were tied to the Florida game and uh, and are now a thing, where against better competition, our defense looks confused and they don't look tough enough. They get exposed. And and so if if they hadn't done that all year and it happened last night, I, no bowl game. I kinda, yeah. Yes, exactly. I mm-hmm. poo-poo it a little bit, but you can't. You can't when you look at what Florida did and what Oklahoma did. And while the best versions of those two offenses are legitimately good in college football on mediocre overall teams, it shouldn't matter, man. That's not acceptable, and that's something that I'm glad is a lasting memory for the staff and the players as they go into the off season. 
There are no illusions about what you are after those last eight quarters of football. There are no illusions about what needs to get better. And we'll see how Mike Norvell goes about improving those things. We already know that personnel, there's a lot of help on the way, but is there anything beyond that? You're going into the offseason with a bit of a sour taste in your mouth if you're assessing Florida State defensively. I have been for weeks, and uh, it, it yeah, I, I would rather be wrong. I would rather have that, you know, thrown back in my face. Sometimes it happens. You know, I, I get it wrong sometimes. But I, I was not in love with this defense for most of the year. Felt like we kind of got lucky uh, in the second half of the season against some of the offenses we faced, either with backup quarterbacks or real problems within the group at the time that we faced them. It's also not something to to then dismiss the kind of campaign that they had. You can you can it can be both. You can say Florida State got a lot better. There are things you like about the defense even in the midst of all this discussion. It it, it can be both that you say they're good but they got a lot of way a, a lot of room to grow. That's true too. I mean it we really I, I think we try way too hard to make things fit neatly in a box. We want everything to be very simple and plainly evident. And that's not the way it works. Most things are nuanced. Uh, Especially in football. It's not black and white. A lot of times it's gray. There are a lot of other areas in which this affects that and that affects this and it all adds up to this and what can we do better. And it's okay to have those discussions and be critical while also acknowledging the successes within the group that you're criticizing. So, I mean, that's it. That It's a challenge for people in all walks of life, all of us, myself included. But you can get caught up in that way when you're frustrated in the moment. You know, I unfortunately, uh, the the Florida State fan, I say that loosely, that sat to my right, with the, I sat on the one side, my two boys next to me, and then this guy, was the dumbest fan I've ever been around. He may be, uh, okay, he, 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 was, he was not a bright guy. Screamed bloody murder after every play. Every play, we were the worst coach team in America or the best coach team in America, and every play featured Oklahoma uh, cheating or that there should be a penalty on Oklahoma. I mean, this, this is that guy. Right. It makes you want to buy season tickets, right? <laughs> Reminds me why I'm an elitist ass who doesn't want to sit in the stands. So I was sitting there thinking, oh, man, that's, that's unfortunate. We happen to be sitting next to that guy, this guy. And – it was funny to listen to him go through the emotional highs and lows of a series, of a singular series. And if we punted, Mike Norvell is the biggest idiot to ever coach an offense. If we scored, you've got no chance, Oklahoma, you bums. You're lucky to be here. Followed by, that's a penalty. Anytime Oklahoma had a successful play if if they stopped us either mike's a dumbass or that was a penalty that the refs missed randy quaid major league unbelievable (laughs) how that went i thought imagine imagine having to live like that how difficult that would be how hard it would be to get through a singular game you're gonna have a heart attack my point is there's nuance to all these discussions it's okay you can be critical of a thing and also acknowledge its pluses and then move forward. <laughs> Relatively even keel, figuring it out along the way. There was this guy in our row back in the day in the old uh, Ice Palace, and uh, we had multiple years of season tickets where we're on the aisle on one side, he's on the aisle on the other side, section 122. 
probably a 20-person row, so it's relatively close. Mm. And uh, his favorite thing to say when he was pissed at somebody is, get off the ice, name player. Get off the ice, Kabina. Mm. And my dad wore down over the course of oh, probably... It, it, I could see it. I was wearing down in a singular game. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be like, sir. And my dad does this thing. We have similar mannerisms when we're watching games, but you know, he'll do this thing where he's just sitting up and, and he puts his hand here. And then if he gets pissed, he'll rub his temple and he'll do one of these <laughs> he's numbers. He's trying to calm himself. So, it's a means by which, you know, <laughs> as, a Zen. as a teenager, you're almost kind of a, you know, a masochist. You kind of enjoy your parents being uncomfortable. Yeah, being frustrated. So I'm watching, I'm like munching on my popcorn, kind of smiling. And he's rubbing the temple. Get off the ice, Kavita. And my dad's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one night, one magical night, he broke. And my dad screamed at the guy. And they, they had it out for about 10, 15 seconds, shouting match back and forth. He goes, get out of the building, a-hole. <laughs> and so it went. It went back and forth. But it is the joys of season yeah. tickets is no, not- everybody has that guy around them. And no. then they have the group that they trade high fives with. Then there's also the crew that they're always, they're the high five friends. They might not even know each other's name, but I, that guy's always solid. He knows when to turn around. He gives a good high five. Yeah, by the way, you might describe it as the joy uh, of owning season tickets. I would call it <laughs> something entirely different. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Well, we were rolling. We had it going temporarily. I could play the probables bet for the next two returns. But alas, it is no more. The uh, music it gave us a gift briefly as bumper. It now has decided to take a uh, respite. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see if we can, we can get it done. Uh, should know, by the way, in terms of one way or the other, where the three young men that we're waiting on and what it is they're going to decide to go pro or stay here at FSU and return, um, we should know by January 3rd or 4th is, is what I'm hearing. So maybe sooner, uh, who knows, but it's um, going to be fascinating. If you are able to get two of those three back, it's going to be fascinating too. If you're adding to this class um, mentioned before that, I think there's a good chance uh, that Florida state's going to get the right answer that they want um, from Ventral Cypress. So let's, let's hope that's the case because he's one of the better corners, if not the best corner that is in the portal. All right, do we have the ability? Mama and I are ready to go here, and we will get to the wager and uh, fire it up. And now for another edition of the Family Pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. Mama, I take it we both had the Cowboys who did not look very good last night, but they did win, and we had them. I assume you did? I did. I did have the Cowboys. Yeah, I, you know, I thought, you know, Tennessee had a chance in that game, but I felt like Dallas would, would win. But yeah, they, I don't know. They, they didn't look real good, but they were good enough to get the victory. By two scores. Now, I think, Mom, that you and I, I think it's still like eight or nine. Did we? It's, I told, I just told Tom, it's seven. Oh! 
Okay. And I told him I have to get you educated here. But anyway, I have <laughs> I have all the picks from last week, and I I'm not sure about all yours, but uh, from last week. But I think I knew who you had picked, and I from what I can tell, I'm seven down. I was five, and then I lost two, so I'm back down to seven. All right. All right, so you have uh, you've, you're still significantly behind, very uh, late in the year. I, I absolutely am, and with only two games left. But now, but we do the playoffs too, don't we? We do do the playoffs, and actually, you could make up ground here because a lot of these, it's going to get really weird, where you have some teams who have nothing to gain, some teams who have a ton to gain, some teams who are you know without starters and guys are about to sit for the end of the year, and all this other stuff. It's 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 strange. Let's get to the games then, with me up seven as we enter the weekend. To come, which is Cardinals at Falcons in a game that really they ought to pay us to watch if you are forced to tune in. I know the Battle of the Birds. Um, I really, I, I know that's a terrible game. There's a few of these games this week, and you're right though. I actually think the very beginning of the season, and then as we get towards the end, it's very hard because, like you say, some of these people don't have any reason to care, and then you don't know. Some of these people have injuries, and the quarterbacks are not playing. I don't know, but I took Atlanta. I took Atlanta as well. The Bears are at the Lions. Yeah, I took um, Detroit. The Jags are at the Texans. I took the Jaguars. Broncos are at the Chiefs. I took the Chiefs. That's a, yeah. Mm. The Dolphins are at the Patriots. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Now, I don't think Tagliavua, or however you say his name, Tua, I don't think Tua is playing. No, his brains are scrambled yet again. Okay, yeah, I took New England. Yeah, it's New England. I don't know that Tua will ever be able to play again. Good Christ, he gets a concussion every week. Uh, Colts at Giants. Yeah, I took the Giants. Saints at Eagles. Oh, okay, well that might be the easiest pick of the week although now is the philadelphia is their quarterback playing i believe he is yes he's back okay well i took philadelphia i did too saints have good defense that could be a lower scoring game than people expect panthers at bucks yeah okay now i am taking the bucks i i feel like we're home we can win the division what's his name Werfs is back and jensen i i'm not sure if he's going to play but he's been practicing I'm going to take the Panthers. I think the Panthers on the road beat the Bucks. Uh, I think the, I think the Ooh, I say that too. Well, I know the Panthers have been playing better, but I just really feel like the Bucks have a lot to play for, and they're home. And I think if I really wish Jensen would play. Oh, if Jensen plays, I would feel different too. Yes, the Bucks offensive line sucks. It would be nice to have him back. It really would. He's been out there practicing, and they said they could activate him at any time. Well, let's get to activating. That's what I say. That's not fool around. We're, we we need him out there. So all right. Well, all right. So you took Carolina. I did. Feels like the Bucks are going to throw this away, and they're not real no, good. No, they are not. They tried to lose to the Arizona Cardinals, Mom, who might be one of the two worst teams in football. I I know they did. I know they did. But <laughs> they, they 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 did. They did. They pulled it out. Thank God for suck up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, Browns at Commanders. Yeah, now you know I like the commanders, um, but I think, wait a minute, let me just make sure that I did take the Browns. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Where are they? Um, maybe I didn't. It doesn't really matter. You heard no, the two I teams that are participating. Actually, here, I'm looking at my, you know, my sheet, my famous sheet. I took Washington. Uh, I'll take Washington as well. Uh, yeah, these two teams aren't very good. We'll go 49ers at Raiders. 
Oh, yeah, I took the 49ers. Jets and Seahawks. I'm taking the Jets. I'll take the Jets as well. That's yeah, tough. That's tough. Man, that's tough. Vikings at Packers. Ooh. Now, that is a good game, I think. Um, although, I don't know. It's at the Packers. Mm-hmm. They really have a lot to play for, right? I mean, yes. They have to, they have to win out. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took Green Bay. I did, too. Okay. The Rams are at the Chargers. Chargers. Steelers are at the Ravens. Yeah, now the Ravens don't have... Is Lamar coming back, Tom? Do we know? No, it doesn't look good? Woo, this could be a good one. That's a good Sunday night game right there. I know. I took Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens. So we have another one different, and then we have a great game here. Bills at Bengals. Can't wait. This is a barn burner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I know the Bengals are really hot, but I am taking... The bill. I'm going to take the Bengals. So we've got three different. There we go. Could be an I, interesting weekend. I knew. I kind of felt like you would, and I actually think that's a good pick. <laughs> can you hear the new dog in the background? I can hear the new dog in the background. Can you yep. hear Ruby Mabel? Yeah, Ruby Mabel is very excited to be in the room with you. I can hear her. She's not in the room, but I don't know. You know, I'm just I know we're getting off the subject, but you know how our dogs are barkers. Well, at least Maggie is. Well, and what we didn't need was another barker, but I do believe we have one. Well, you got to train him, Mom. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I think that she's past, she's five. I think I think it's past training. I don't know, but she's funny. I actually think she might bark more than Maggie. But uh, all right, well, we'll see. she made it through this segment, Mom. Good job. I love you. I love you, too. Yes, that's right. It's at the very end. All right, you guys have a good weekend, and congratulations on your on your win. I heard you talking about your grandmother and your grandfather. Yeah, great and guy. The earlier, yeah. the earlier segment. I think it was an apt descriptor. Uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. Yeah. And and if, uh, you were talking about me, too. Now, listen, I'm not that way with pro players. I do say that about college players. Like when a game is so good and they all play so hard and somebody has to lose, lose. I do feel for the college kids more than – but the pros, I understand. They, you know, they just got to suck it up. <laughs> but, but I do get sad for the college kids when they lose, like, a really important game. So. All right. Well, thank you for the clarification. Yes, I wanted to clear that. Up. But all right. anyway, all right, sweetie. Well, I love you. You guys have a great weekend. Love you too, Mama. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I Listen, I took Carolina because I think right now they're a lot better coached. That's all there is to it. They have had a rather remarkable turnaround with not anything to play for. Uh, they already beat the Bucks once. Our line is terrible. Uh, you when, need Vita in that game. Well, you desperately need him because if the Panthers run, they win. And every statistical measure shows that they'll run against the Bucks. Now, who knows? We're Jekyll and Hyde. I, it's a coin flip game. I'm not going to tell you I think the Panthers are Super Bowl bound or anything. I mean, I, I get that they're not good. But I think the Bucks are terrible. Well, what's crazy is, though, if you assess Todd Bowles as a coordinator, the defense has been fine this year. And they're averaging under I think it's 18 points a game. I know. They, I st- they're they one of those. 22, 23 points a game. You know, they would have clipped whole, the division already. Well, agreed. Agreed. If we're just going by those numbers, that's true. But you also know that teams that want to run against us can run against us. Well, Akeem Hicks has always been an injury concern. And Vita when he's healthy, he's really, they're much better. Right. But even still, with their injury issues they've had there, they've been decimated at safety for the better part of the last Oh, month. that secondary can never stay healthy for more than a week. And yet, and yet they're one of 
of, I think it's eight or nine teams in the NFL that have held their season-long opponents under 300 points for the well, season. The, the, so they're the, one of the best defenses in the NFL. The problem is, though, that you know and I know we can't score. I, I, there is overwhelming no. evidence we can't score. It's, and I think the other part of that, beyond the play calling and the offensive line, both are obvious issues. Yep. I do think with the down-the-field throws, the shoulder problem for Brady is pretty evident. It's got to be. It's got He's wildly inaccurate down the field in a way that he's never been. Now, that could be age, but I feel like it's much more the injury. Because yeah. the line sucks. Well, he takes an ass-beating, yeah. yeah. And at that age, you can't take an ass-beating. It's tough to do. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show on a libations Friday and a celebratory one at that. Wonder, you know, after this game, and, and it was really cool walking out of that stadium and seeing the euphoria. And I it had been a minute since we had gone to a bowl game, covered a bowl game, uh, been able to Kind of immerse ourselves in that atmosphere, and the, you know the pregame show. We had a good time, Tom. You and I did at the Harry Buffalo meeting. Everybody, it was a good time. That's a good setup yeah, for sports great watching. Set. Yeah, next year we'll make sure the sound can be heard as we go to the uh, second hour, and uh, everybody will be all right because that wasn't on us. And I'm not trying to rip the place, but it was a problem with one of the cords, and we'll be there in plenty of time before the LSU game to ensure that the audio is where it needs to be. For those that were uh, there and got to hear that first hour, great. If you missed that, sorry. The second hour was mostly uh, inaudible uh, because of the uh, music that was blaring. And I'm not blaming them again. I'm just talking to the folks that came out to see us. Uh, who were great and excited to be there. And either way, I think everybody had a good time, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we will probably be at that very venue again, and it was uh, ideal. It was ideal. And I couldn't help but think about what the attitudes are going to be like heading into next season. I talk about that feeling of euphoria after a win. I was kind of curious to see um, – I will be kind of curious, I should say, to see what happens for Florida State fans – as we now enter into the realm of expectations, legitimate expectations of a very, very talented offense every week of next season and what we expect from this defense, how much further they can grow going into next year. It will be different. This year was very much a a kumbaya year. Yeah, you had people complaining during the three-game losing streak, as there should be. Yes, you're always going to have people who are never satisfied. But I think that this fan base, as a group, 85%, 90% 85%, 90% felt like this this season was an overwhelming success, step forward, and reason to believe uh, going into next year. So it, and you could feel that walking out of the stadium, too. Yeah, they, they understand that the grander process needed this to, to get going, to get going in the right direction. And now we can argue about how the job is finished, and that's coming. The family is going to argue about where the final – couple of grand goes in the vacation. Does it go to an excursion? Does it go to an extra night stay? What what does it go to? And that's going to be fun. 
Uh, I'd rather have that discussion than the discussions we've had the last four or five years, which is, are we done bottoming out yet? Yeah. Have we reached the have bottom? Have we reached rock bottom? Can it get worse than this? How many times did we ask that question on this show, or was it written about in a column, the Knowles have hit rock bottom? And then they find a new way to redefine what rock bottom is until J State. And now we're finally on the way back up. It's nice to see. But again, next year, you're also not going to surprise anybody on your schedule. And in that final stretch of the year, most of those teams post bye week couldn't do anything about it if they tried because of the backup quarterback situation or the injury situation or just the lack of talent on those teams that we beat four out of the last five games before we get to Florida. But you saw against the Gators and you saw against the Sooners teams that had to ramp it up because they know what we're capable of. I mean, Oklahoma sent a message not only in their productivity, but also Dylan Gabriel was not shy about talking to our defense. He wasn't shy about hyping everything up. You're going to see that for all 12 games next year. Florida State is no longer going to sneak up on people. They will be a team that is circled on the schedule. That comes with a different challenge. And so they've got to get ready for that. And I think it's a good dress rehearsal these last two games of, look, you might even face a mediocre team, but they're going to play over their heads because they know they have to to not get embarrassed by you. Yeah, I talked with the um, Georgia site for On3, uh, Dogs HQ, and 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 previewing the Ohio State-Georgia game. And I my first question to the, to the guy, Palmer, was, hey, last year it felt like for Georgia that you had better cash in these chips. You've worked too hard to get to a place where your roster is littered with NFL talent You've got to win the championship. You've been building to this moment. You Kirby got them into the playoff the year previous. Then they won the national championship. And now this season has very much been about, can you hang on to it? You're the hunted. You are now top dog in college football. Has there been a different feel for you covering this team, for these fans, these players, this coaching staff? And he went about answering the question. And I think about that as it applies to Florida State, to your point. This was, Florida State wasn't a hunted team coming into this season. They were an afterthought. They were scribbled in as a W on the pocket schedule for a lot of fans of opposing teams. They were, uh, oh, well, oh, we get Florida State Week 7. This, this should be all right because this was not a program of any significance beyond its history coming into this season. It was not one showing you upward mobility. There was no reason to look at a 5-7 and seven program and say, Anything other than, oh, I think we'll beat Florida State. And it always, obviously, rubs you the wrong way when your team is thought that way, but it's really tough to to handle that from opposing fans when those fans uh, are collectively rooting for Syracuse or any of the other bums in this league that felt like Florida State would be a win. And that bothers you to no end, but that's gone. That's gone. Florida State, it doesn't take long for programs like Florida State with real cachet and real history and three national titles and umpteenth All-Americans and 25 10-win seasons and a bazillion bowl appearances. It doesn't take long for Florida State to rightfully reclaim their place atop the upper echelon of college football or within the realm. Now you are most assuredly everybody, along with Clemson in this league's, um, target, you are the one. You are now somebody that they can bolster the way they feel about themselves, up their ranking and belief in what's possible for their program because Florida State unequivocally will go in next season and be thought of as at least 
the second-best team in the ACC. They still have to prove it against Clemson. Until that happens, Clemson will be top dog. And we should have probably beaten Clemson this year. That offense was pedestrian, or at least the passing game was, for the bulk of the season. Unfortunately, once again, there's another example where somebody's offense outshined many of the other performances they had against lesser teams than Florida State. That's why we're looking at the defense. Two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you. But the point is, Florida State will be thought of as the second-best team in the ACC. They will be ranked that way accordingly. You will go into next year's game against LSU as a top-15 club, maybe a top-10 club, depending on how excited the AP voters are uh, going into the year. And I would tell you that that is a different, different feel week in and week out to getting everybody's best shot, as opposed to, as you described, correctly being able to or aptly being able to uh, sneak up on folks. Now, I, that's no way. They, they, everybody knows who Jordan Travis is. Everybody knows now who Johnny Wilson is. Everybody knows who Trey Benson is. And I think they certainly know this offense is capable of dropping 40-plus points in a given afternoon against any team in this conference. And we had run for se- uh, 200 yards seven straight times leading into last night, and Brent put some things on film, Coach Venables, that I think are going to be duplicated to start next season by some of our opponents. And we'll see what wrinkles that Mike has to play off of that. Perhaps Jordan Travis, look, you know, Oklahoma's secondary is awful. But perhaps Jordan Travis is still challenged, even though he has shown that he can be a capable to really good thrower of the football now. Maybe that's the way the teams play us to start next year, is that he's going to be challenged to make the difference in the air. He's going to have, you know, if if you get 500 yards in a given game, and I think it's fair to expect that Florida State's going to rack up 500 yards in a lot of games next season. How do you get there? Is it more passing or more on the ground? I I think we're going to be challenged to do it through the air because if you allow us to run on you and get in that rhythm, that's your ass, man. The the rushing attack that Florida State possessed for much of this season and that we were able to fall back on so frequently is something that every defense of the middling teams in the ACC, so anybody not named Clemson, (laughs) or NC State's defense was good this year. They are going to have to commit an extra body the way that Oklahoma did last night. And you're right. That will present one-on-one matchups. In certain situations, you'll get great looks. I also will predict that offensively, another area that you're going to see a quantum leap forward for this team and why they could throw for 300-plus yards every game the tight end room is about to be significantly overhauled with very real talent. Now, I said probably week four or five, Tom, that I had real belief in Marcus and Douglas to be a very good player for this team. An excellent way to go into the offseason for that young man. Well, I also think he's a problem against anybody playing zone, ever. He is, he is a matchup nightmare. And he's proving himself now as a receiver of the football. He had less than natural hands for much of this year. He's looking more comfortable out there. He has transitioned nicely now into into the role where he really is, and he's a big physical weapon. You marry that with the H-back type and the 6'7 Morlock kid, you are talking about uh, a, a dynamic room as opposed to a real minus of the segment groups. Like most of this season, I went into every week knowing that the other team had the better tight end room and were equipped to utilize that strength against us. Whereas now, I feel like Florida State will have versatility in that room and, you know, not just those options, but the ability to play it the way you want to play it. So 
any way you want to play it. That that's going to be a huge upgrade. And your favorite State. linebacker caught a two point conversion last night. He did. He's right there on the verge of making the transition over to linebacker where now that you're bringing in some linebackers to aid the process of depth, this will be good. You're right. No, you actually, the problem for him, Tom, is that uh, I think now more than ever he needs to look at linebacker because you're bringing in real tight ends here. So, Woo! Oh, I missed it. There's a couple few. Jeff, can you name the position referring to the transfer portal statement you made? Yeah, I did. Uh, I ended up telling you that uh, it was uh, Fentrell Cypress. Fentrell Cypress, yeah, the corner from Virginia. I'm sorry, I was not talking down to you. You asked that question over an hour ago, and I didn't get to it, so it was probably a timely question at the time. Sorry about that. Um, timely question at the time? You can tell I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I'm tired. Uh, what is the JCS balance of pre-bowl activities? 2014, we played at Disneyland and sucked. This year, public events and almost lost. I don't know. What are we going to do for the uh, trip to Orlando next year? What are we going to what are, what are the pre-game well, there, festivities? Well, there's no bowl events. You don't have to do any stuff like that uh, for a, a season opening game. You do that for bowl games only. I want to get down there early. I think I want to rent a house, a really nice one with a pool and, and a giant grill. And friends and family can come on over and we'll do it up um, a couple days in advance. You know, maybe find some of the... I'm going to say something that nobody thought I would say. Good on you, Orlando. You've grown up quite a bit. Holy Jesus. You've grown up quite a bit. Holy Jesus. I largely had painted the picture of Orlando in my mind uh, with the frequent times that I had made the trip in the 90s and some in the early 2000s, more often than not, Saddled with the responsibility of going to Disney World and dealing with all that that entails. But there are areas of Orlando that have grown up in terms of the arts and music and beer and food. Good job. Holy Good job. Jesus. I know. You're shocked, right? Um, and then finally, Florida Man in Texas writes a few dollars towards the IRA Game Day wardrobe, wardrobe Fund. Orange and green? Come on, man. And Dave wants Warchant merch, especially for Ira to wear. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on that. I did. So did he wear orange and blue or no, orange? I think I think it was green, but then the the lanyard was orange, if I recall. Ah. So you can't do anything about the lanyard. Yeah. It's the cheese it bowl. Huh? Cheese it is orange, yellow. By the way, one final note on the cheese it bowl. Good on you, King Cheesy guy. Yeah. Whatever that Prince was, Chedward. He was awesome. I think that that dude should be now in Tallahassee for the year. If you win the cheese it Bowl, the mascot comes with you. I loved him. He made me laugh. He was stupid and goofy the way that guys were wearing suits as a mascot should be. Glorious. We got to go. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, hey. We'll talk to you next week. Good olds. Be well. Peace.